Agutavachan, thank you for joining us in this shear in Project Ukutasiches. Today's shear is in Chelak Tes Zion, the first sicha on Parshas Boy. Before we get to the sicha inside, just a bit of background. The sicha is from a Fabrengan of Achron Shal Pesach Tashin Yud Gimel, Achron Shal Pesach 1953. And during the course of the Fabrengan, the Rebbe gave a bit of an introduction explaining that this sicha is about something which is technically it's a nigla topic. So the sicha revolves around something that the Rambam describes, but nevertheless, the explanation, the beer for it, is only al pichasidus. It's one of those things that nigla doesn't adequately cover. It's one of those things that only chasidus explains. And the Rebbe goes on to explain, and that's fabrengen, which didn't make it into the mugadik sicha. Uh, but the Rebbe explains that everything in this world, in order to show that you need something higher than it to really understand it better. So in Torah, we find certain things in nigla don't have an explanation according to nigla. And we need Hasidus to come and explain them in order to show us the necessity of learning Nigla only with Hasidus. So this Sikha is one of those places where the Rebbe explains such a concept, something that according to Nigla has no answer, only according to Hasidus. The Sikha revolves around the Halachis of Hilchus Kiddush HaChodesh, which are from the more complicated Halachis in the Rambam, the Halachis of how we calculate the sun and the moon, the month, the years, etc., and the necessity and the needs for all those uh, complicated calculations. Obviously, it belongs in Parshas Boy because Parshas Boy is the Pasuk, which teaches us the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChadosh, the mitzvah for Basin to calculate these months and years, according to Halacha, are in Parshas Boy. So, as I mentioned, the, the, the Sikha itself includes includes uh, a lot of detail. I don't know if we'll be able to cover all the details, but we'll definitely cover the, the main points of the Sikha, the highlights of the Sikha, the high points and try to give some necessary background as we go along so we'll understand what the Rebbe is talking about over here. So before we, so the Rebbe begins by quoting the Halacha, the beginning of the Rambam. The Rambam begins, Hilchus Kiddush HaChodesh, by telling us that there are two distinct methods of calculation. There is the Chadashim, the months, and the months that we calculate always follow the cycle of the moon. The moon cycle is 29 and a half days, and the cycle of the moon from, from nothing to a full moon, and then back to nothing, 29 and a half days, that constitutes a monthly cycle. The calculation of the years that we calculate, and the Ramah brings a Pasuk for it, the Pasuk that we calculate according to the moon. And then we have the years. The years that we calculate always follow the cycle of the, of the sun, the solar cycle. As the Pasuk says, that we have to guard that the month of Pesach should always fall out during the Pesach uh, during Tkufas Nisan, as we're going to explain in a moment. Briefly, what that means is, this is the basis for why we have to have Shonam Uberis, why we have to have a leap year in Halacha, because the moon cycle, 29 and a half days times 12, is only 354 days. The sun's cycle is 365 plus days. And in order for these two cycles to even out, eventually we need to have a Shonam Uberis. We have to have a leap year every two or three years to have a leap year. In order to allow for the uh, for the lunar cycle to catch up with the solar cycle, as we're going to see soon. Now, in essence, there are two distinct halachas over here that the Ramam is telling us in this first description. What is the Ramam telling us? The Ramam is telling us two things: that the months of the year are calculated according to the moon, which means that the, a month is not a twelfth of a of a solar year. We don't take the solar year and divide it by twelve, which is the way the secular calendar is designed. It takes three hundred sixty-five days and divided by 12. Rather, the months, according to the Torah, follow a set cycle of the moon, the lunar cycle of 29 and a half days. 
Nevertheless, because we know that Pesach must always fall out during springtime, if we only follow the lunar cycle, the lunar cycle does not follow the, the, the seasons. The seasons follow the cycle of the sun, the, lunar, the solar cycle. And therefore, if we only followed the moon in every 12 months, every 12 lunar months, we'd have another year. What would end up happening is Pesach would fall behind 11 days every year, 11 days earlier, until Pesach would fall earlier than Kufas Nisan. Kufas Nisan means the springtime season. And therefore, it's important to have a Ibrayar, a leap year, to add an extra month, the Shana Muberes, in order, to, in order to account for this. That's the first thing. The Ramam continues later on that today we have a set calculation of how this works, and today we have this system of 19-year cycles, and every 19-year cycles we have the sun and the moon coming almost to the exact point. When the Ramam tells us this halacha, that the sun and the moon, uh, because of the Shana Muberes that we have in the system as we have it, that every 19 years there are seven Shana Muberes, there are seven leap years, the Ramam tells us that according to our, our math, according to this calculation, what's the difference between the lunar cycle and the solar cycle after 19 years, after the entire cycle, the difference is going to be one hour and tough pay hey chalakim, and 485 chalakim. You know, the Ramam tells us that when he calculates, in he divides every hour into 1,080 chalakim. So if there's 1,080 chalakim in every hour, so the difference between the lunar cycle and the solar cycle after 19 years, when they almost equal up, the difference between them, the gap, is going to be the she'eris, as the Ramam calls it, is going to be one hour and 485 chalakim. That's what the Ramam tells us in the, in the context of calculating, when it comes to calculating the moon and the, 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 the years and the months, in the context of explaining to us why we have to have a shanamu beras, and how the Shana Muberis is calculated, he tells us there's going to be this excess of one hour and 485 chalakim every 19 years. So one of the commentaries on the Mishnah, which is called, on the Rambam, which is called the Pirush, asks a very simple question. If every single 19 years we have an extra hour and 485 chalakim, so after, after 38 years, it's going to be doubled. And then after another 19 years after that, it's going to be triple and more. And what's going to end up happening is, that these hour of 485 chalakim, if there are enough cycles, are going to catch up to the point that one day, he says like this, he says one day, what's going to happen is that the tkufa of Nisan, in other words, the, the season, according to the solar cycle, is not going to start during the month of Nisan. Rather, it's going to start during the month of Iyar. And the Ramam just told us that the month of Nisan always must fall out, that the month of Nisan always must be during the month, during the spring season, which means that Tkufas Nisan needs to begin during the month of Nisan. The question is, how does that work out? If you have an extra hour and, and 485 chalakim every cycle, eventually it's going to add up, and it's going to push, slowly push the Tkufa further and further and further, until the Tkufa is going to be fall out during the year. So this Pirush, this commentary called the Pirush, answers, and he says, which means that Mashiach is going to come, and he's going to tell us. Now, the Mepharshim point out, and never brings it in the Sikha, that all the way until the end of 6,000 years, it's never going to happen that the Tkufa is actually going to be during the month of Iyar. It's always going to fall out during the month of Nisan. So when he says, Yavoy, when he says over Yavoy, Moirat Tzedek, so one of the Mepharshim explained, the Yavoy Moirat Tzedek means that when Mashiach is going to come, by then we'll have it figured out. Or it means that by then already Mashiach will give us another Cheshben how to calculate. Whatever it means, the point is that the question is a hypothetical question, but it's not a realistic question. 
because we don't have this problem, at least for the first 6,000 years, the Ava Alma, the 6,000 years of the world, we're not going to have this problem. Okay. So that is a question and an answer. Therabba asks a question that this only accounts for one piece of the puzzle. The second piece of the puzzle at this does not account for. What's the second piece of the puzzle? The second piece of the puzzle is really the two distinct dinim. There's one din that says that the tekufa of Nisan must take place during the month of Nisan, which means that there's a din when you want to set up a year, that the year needs to be set up in such a way that the tekufa of Nisan has to begin during the month of Nisan. So that's one din. But the truth is that we have a second din. The second din that we have is that Pesach, which is only halfway during the month through, month, through Nisan, Pesach must always be after the Tkufa of Nisan began, which means that Pesach, the Yontif of Pesach, needs to happen during springtime. And if the Tkufa falls out on Tezai and Nisan, so the halach is that you have to have an Ibrayar during that year in order to account, in order to make sure that the Tkufa of Nisan takes place before Pesach begins, in order for Pesach to be, to be during the spring season. So the question is, if that's the case, so the, so, so the, so the answer that the one hour and 485 halakim are not going to add up to push the Tkufa of Nisan all the way into the month of Iyar, that doesn't help us for Pesach. Pesach is still, still its own problem. Pesach still needs to be during Tkufa of Nisan. And therefore, when it comes to this cheshbon, when it comes to this math, it seems... It seems that this thing doesn't take into consideration the din of Pesach. And the problem is that this question is not a hypothetical question, this is a realistic question. The reason is because the Tkufa already numerous times already did fall out um, after Tezvav Nisan. And the din hypothetically is supposed to be that whenever you have the Tkufa after Tezvav Nisan, then you're supposed to have an Iber, you're supposed to make a Shana Mubaris, you're supposed to add an extra month in order for the Tkufa to end up being not in the month of Nisan, it should be in the month of in the month of Adar, in order to allow for Pesach to be during Tkufas Nisan, during the springtime. But La'alacha, we don't find that that's the case. La'alacha, there were times, and in the Ha'aras, the Rebbe goes into different years of when this actually happened in history. Different years, usually it was during year 16 of the 19-year cycles, what it seems like, based on the math. So during year 16 of numerous cycles, it seems that there were years that the Tkufa fell out, either on the 17th of Nisan or later, the 16th of Nisan or later, and we don't find that it ended up being a Shana Muberes. It didn't add an extra Adar during those years. And the reason why the extra Adar wasn't added is very simple. It's because we already have the Cheshben. We already have our calculator, our, 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 our calendar set based on what Hillel, Hillel Anasi set up. So our, our, cal, our calendar is already set. We're not adding months of Shana Muberes. But according to what the Ramam says, the calendar of Hillel Anasi is set up in such a way that Nisan sometimes will fall out after the Tkufa. I'm sorry, that the, that the Tkufa will fall out after the first day of Pesach. And the question is, how is that possible? The Allah is that Pesach has to be, the beginning of Pesach needs to be, after the Tkufa of Nisan, after springtime begins. That's the question that the Rebbe asks here in Sif Aleph. This, the, the answer to this question, the Rebbe is not going to get to until we get all the way to the end of the Sikha. The Rebbe is going to address this question all the way at the end. Now, it, before we continue, before we continue, it's important to remember, it's important to, to give an introduction here, that there are two ways to calculate the Tkufa. We speak over here about the Tkufa, and it's important to understand, first of all, what's the Tkufa, and how the Tkufa gets calculated. So, the Tkufa in brief are the four seasons of the year as they are divided during the entire solar calendar. 
Now, the Ramam tells us that there are two uh, opinions how long the solar year, the solar cycle is supposed to be. One opinion says that it's 365 days and a quarter days, exactly to the point. Exactly 365 days and a quarter day, a quarter meaning six hours, so it's 365 uh, plus six hours, exactly. That's one opinion of calculating it. That's the calculation of Kufas Shmuel, as it's called. And then there's a second opinion, which is known as Tkufas Rav Ada. Tkufas Rav Ada is that 365 and a quarter days minus. In other words, it's a little bit shorter according to the Tkufa of Rav Ada. What's the advantage of Tkufas Rav Ada? So the Ramam tells us later on in Perak Tes and Perak Yud, the Ruchas Kiddush HaChodesh, Ramam says later on that the Tkufa of Rav Ada has an advantage over Tkufas Shmuel. According to Tkufas, according to the calculation of Shmuel, that the lunar cycle is 365 days and a full six hours, so then, after 19 years, the difference between the lunar and the solar is going to be an hour and 485 parts, 485 chalakim. But according to Tkufas Rav Ada, that the solar year is a little tiny bit shorter. So according to Tkufas Rav Ada, Rav Ada's calculation is more precise because after 19 years, the, lo- the lunar and the solar, they meet up precisely at the same point. There's no difference. So the Rebbe says, the Rambam himself brings down both of these in Halacha, and he tells us that the Tkufa of Ravada is more accurate, and because the Tkufa of Ravada is more accurate, after 19 years, there's no extras that the, lunar, that the solar uh, over, over, uh, overruns the lunar cycle. In other words, there's no extra hour in Tav Pei 485 Halakim. So according to this, it seems like the, the simple answer would be that for this, we follow the Tkufa of Ravada. In other words, with regards to this, we accept the Ravada's Tkufa Rav Ada's calculation is more accurate, more precise. And with regards to this, and with regards to the with regards to halacha, we follow the tkufa of Rav Ada. So that would be the easy answer. The problem is the wording of the Rambam doesn't, doesn't say this. When the Rambam tells us why we follow Rav Ada, what does the Rambam say the reason why we follow Rav Ada? He says the reason is because it's more accurate and there's no extras. According to, what we, according to the question that we just mentioned, the Ramam could have said a much simpler thing. The Ramam could have said, because according to the, the calculation of Rav Ada, there's no issue with Pesach. According to the calculation of Shemuel, we run into problems with Pesach, which we have no answer for, according to our calendar. But according to the Tkufa of Rav Ada, Rav Ada's Tkufa is exact, and after every 19 years, it's exact, and there's no extras, so the Tkufa is not getting pushed off further and further. So, the, so the, when the Ramam describes why we follow Rav Ada, instead of mentioning that Rav Ada is more precise, because there's no extras, you should have just said something more obvious that Pesach doesn't have uh, Pesach doesn't doesn't fall out ever during the winter according to the Tkufa of Ravada. That's the, the, the question that the Rebbe has over here. Now, the Rebbe's answer is going to explain to us that in essence, when we speak about the Tkufa, the Tkufa is more than just a physical thing uh, in terms of calculating the actual uh, physical calculation of the sun. In other words, that the the uh, the the uh, the the the, 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 the sun and the moon are much more are much more than just what we see when we look at the sky. There's something much more that's going on over here. And the answer, the, the nakuda, the, the point of the answer goes as follows, that when we speak about the idea of the tkufa, and the Rambam in Halacha mentions both opinions, both the tkufa of Shmuel and the tkufa of Rav Ada, even though mathematically Rav Ada's tkufa might be more accurate, Rav Ada's Tkufa might help us avoid the question of what to do with Pesach during those years that the Tkufa ends up being, according to Shmuel, ends up being on the 16th of Nisan 
and it turns out that the 15th of Nisan still ends up being during the winter season. Nevertheless, in spite of all of that, there's something about the Tkufa of Shmuel, which obviously the fact that the Ramam brings it in Halacha, it's not just mentioned in the Gemara, which tells us that's part of Torah, but it's mentioned in Halacha. It's mentioned in the Rambam. The Rambam brings the Tkufa of Shmuel in a Sefer of Halachas. Obviously, what that tells us is that the Tkufa of Shmuel also has something to it, which is real, and which Halacha takes into consideration, even though we don't understand how the math works out. And the fact that the math, the math doesn't always work out, we're going to see in a moment, isn't going to be a question. How do we know that the Cheshman of Shmuel is also accepted in Halacha? So the Rebbe says that there's certain things in Halacha which we follow only the calculation of Shmuel and not the calculation of Rav Abba. And the Rebbe brings over three different examples over here for this Halacha. One, one example is the Halacha of saying Birka Sachama, we say the Bracha over the sun. Every 28 years the sun comes to the same place where it was at the time of creation, which is uh, during the month of Nisan. So every, every, uh, every, every 28 years we say the Bracha and that math only works out according to the Tkufa of Shmuel, not according to the Tkufa of Ravada. According to the Tkufa of Ravada, it would be different. The same thing is also true when it comes to asking for rain. In Chuslars, we say the same Talamatli Bracha. In the winter, we wait for, uh, we, it follows according to the Tkufa, right? It's following 60 days after the Tkufa, and the math after the Tkufa of Tishrei, and the math of 60 days after the Tkufa of Tishrei follows the opinion of Shmuel. And the same thing is true that the Halacha, the Allah drink water during the time of the Tkufa during that period. The halacha also only follows the halacha of Shmuel, not the, halacha, not the opinion of Rav Ada. So we see from these three examples that the opinion of Shmuel is brought down in halacha, not just as a possibility, but it's mentioned as a halacha. So we see that the Tkufa of Shmuel has halachic status also. What's the, uh, what's, the, what's the meaning behind it? How could the Tkufa of Shmuel have halachic uh, status? If seemingly the Ramam tells us it's not accurate, it's not precise, and there are areas in halacha that according to Shmuel, we don't understand how the halacha works out. So in order to understand why this is so, the Rebbe prefaces another halacha in Hilchus Kiddush HaChodesh. The halacha is that if Beistin announces that Rosh Chodesh is on a particular day, let's say there are witnesses who came on a particular day and said that on, on Tuesday they saw the new moon, and then afterward, and Beistin pronounced that Tuesday is Rosh Chodesh based on the testimony of the new moon, uh, of, the, of the witnesses, and then it turns out that the witnesses were saying something which wasn't true, Beistin afterwards realized that there was a mistake, Whatever the case is, anything, even if they did it intentionally, they, let's say they based themselves have an agenda why they wanted to make Rosh Chodesh a day earlier, even Mizidin, according to one of the Girsois in the Gemara over there. The halacha is that Rosh Chodesh is according to the day that they based it announced, and all the Yidin are obligated to set their Yamim Toivim based on the day that they based and said. So the question is, how, how is that possible? If based made an announcement, and it turns out afterwards that they made a mistake, and the announcement is based on a fact that the moon is visible, if we find that afterwards that the moon is not visible on that day and the witnesses never saw it, that the moon was never there, so how could we say that Rosh Chodesh is still there? How could we say that Rosh Chodesh is still there? So the Ramam tells us that the reason for this is because the same Edush that were told us to do the Antif also told us that we have to rely on the Beistin and listen to them. Okay, so this explains to us why once Beistin said it, and the Halacha is that Beistin's pronouncement has validity, so the Halacha is that we have to follow it. The question is, why does Beistin's pronouncement have validity? If the basin made the announcement and it's not accurate, why do we have to say it? So the answer, why do we have to follow it? So the answer is, the answer is that when we speak about the sun and the moon and the kufois and the cycles and all these other things that we speak about over here, everything lamato, we know everything physically is but a reflection of a spiritual reality. There's something lamayla, spiritually, that's taking place. And everything that we have down here in the cycles and the systems and the, and the setups, the galgalim, everything that we see down here 
is a reflection of something which is happening Lamaila. What's the problem? The problem is that we don't have any idea on what's going on Lamaila. We don't understand the Kufa Lamaila, what that means. We don't see it. We're not aware of it. It means nothing to us. So for us, if you want to have an insight, you want to have an idea on what's going on in the Cheshbin, in the calculations Lamaila, what's our way of doing it? We look at the reality Lamata. And because the Lamata is supposed to be a reflection of the Lamaila, so we look at the Lamata, and that's where we, that's where we operate. And that's true when it comes to seeing the moon. And we assume that when the moon is visible down here, it's a reflection of the Moila in Lamaila. And when it's a reflection of the Moila in Lamaila, it means that Lamaila is And therefore, Lamaila is also. When we see the, the, new, the sun in a particular place, it tells us that Lamaila is also like that. And so on and so forth. So everything that we see in this context, everything that we see Lamaila is a reflection of what's going on Lamaila. Says the Rebbe, what happens when Basin makes a pronouncement on a different day? Basin makes a pronouncement based on the expectation, let's say that the witnesses said a testimony, and it turns out that they didn't, that it, that it wasn't true. So in that case, when the Torah tells us that we have to follow Basin, what the Torah is saying, not that we have to follow Basin, even if Basin doesn't know what they're talking about. What the Torah is saying is that when Basin said that today is Rosh Chodesh, even though really it was a mistake, what Torah is basically saying is that this month, Lamaila Rosh Chodesh is today. Now, I, down here, we don't see it. In our reality, it, doesn't, it didn't translate. In other words, somewhere in the link between the Lamaila and the Lamata, it didn't come to us. So we didn't see the new moon on that day. And even though the Eidah might have testified that they saw it, it wasn't true, it wasn't accurate, it doesn't make a difference. Because the main Indian of Kiddush HaKadosh, the main Indian of where these events are taking place is Lamaila. Usually, the Lamata is a reflection of the Lamaila. But every once in a while, it happens for one reason or another. For whatever reason, the world isn't roi, the world isn't fit to be a reflection of what ha- what's happening in Lamaila. And in those cases, what ends up happening is that the world, Lamata, doesn't reflect the same reality the way it is Lamaila. So when Basin makes a pronouncement that, that Rosh Chodesh is supposed to be on a day, and then it turns out that Lamata is not a reflection of that, it doesn't mean that it's not Rosh Chodesh, it still is Rosh Chodesh. Why? Because Lamaila is Rosh Chodesh. What we see down here is missing that link between Lamaila and Lamata. is missing because we're not a Kaili for it. But the truth of what's happening in Lamaila is still there. Once you understand this concept, you also understand that the same thing is true. The same thing is true when it comes to understanding the process of the Tkufa Sachama, the Birka Sachama, and the Halacha of when to calculate these things. When the Torah tells us a din that we're supposed to say a bracha on a particular day, the Torah is telling us that the bracha is connected to the Tkufa of the moon, of the sun, the way it is Lamaila, the way it is in heaven. The fact that down here it doesn't translate, doesn't tell us, doesn't mean that we're doing the wrong thing. It doesn't mean that the, that the idea of Baruchnitz is still happening now. Because Baruchnitz, the idea is still happening now, Torah is telling us that every 28 years at this time, Lamaila, something is happening with the Tkufa. So that tells us that that's how we're supposed to be doing it. Now, Lamata, how does the Tkufa uh, show itself? What's the visibility of the Tkufa Lamata in our world? What's the accurate way the way we see it? Tkufa Sarvada, that, that comes out more accurate. But that's only in how it's reflected and how it's revealed Lamata. The way it is Lamaila, there's a truth to Shmuel also. Shmuel's Kufa Lamaila in this Indian is more accurate. And that's why when it comes to us making the bracha, we follow the, the opinion of Shmuel. Kufa Shmuel because Lamaila, that's the, that's the way the Kufa is Lamaila, that's the way the things are Lamaila. And that is the main mitzvah, the main bracha, the main takana of the bracha is following that, that calculation.
Now, this alone isn't, uh, isn't enough to explain it. And the reason why this alone isn't enough to explain it is because at the end of the day, Pshut Shomikra still says that you have to see the, the Tkufa. So it seems like the whole Tkufa is set up in such a way that we're doing, we're following the Halachas of the Tkufa, at least when they gather Dinim, at least with regards to the Halachas of, uh, of, of Bircha Sechama, we're following the calculation of Shmuel, which is something that's never reflected in our world. In other words, it's never, it's never reflected over here in our, in, our, in, our, in our reality. We're, we're basically, we're, we're, we're making a bracha on something that we're saying that it's supposed to be this way. We're never experiencing it this way, but nevertheless, because Lamaila, that's the way it is, we're doing it. Now, the, and it's even more than that. The Rebbe adds that the, the, the Lashon, when it says, means to see the sun in its tkufa. In other words, it's something which is related to us seeing something. Now, we're not seeing anything over here because we're not seeing the right tkufa. According to the calculation of Rav Ado, which is the way we see it, there's no tkufa now. The tkufa is later, not according to the tkufa of Shmuel. So the question is, why is it that we do something? Why is it that we do it? Why is it that we're, we're, we're following the halacha only the way it is Lamayla, and it's not in a way that's not being reflected down here? Now, the truth is, when it comes to Kiddush HaChodesh, we say the same thing. We said that if the base that announces that the day is Rosh Chodesh, and the day that the base that announces is Rosh Chodesh, is, uh, is, even if it's a mistake, it's still Rosh Chodesh. And we say the reason for that is because Lamayla, that's the way it is. So it's true. The difference is a very simple difference. The difference is that Rosh Chodesh is a halachatic existence. Rosh Chodesh has no practical ramifications. Rosh Chodesh is a, is a day that has halachas associated with it. It's a holy day, special karbonos, special daving that we have to do. In other words, it's easier to understand when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, it's easier to accept that it's a halachatic reality, it's a halachatic existence, and therefore it makes more sense to say that Lamaila, we follow the latest Lamaila. When it comes to the, to the Tkufa of Tishrei, when it comes to the Tkufa of the, of the, of the, of the sun, the Tkufa of the sun and the calculation of the sun, when it's in the same place and the way it was in creation, there's not a lack of ramification of that. It's a mitzvistic thing. It's a physical thing. So if it's a physical thing and a mitzvistic thing, it's not a halachatik question. Which day do I bring a carbon? Which day do I add halal and davening? It's a question of when the sun is in the same place, a physical thing. So it's more difficult to understand why is it that when it comes to Tkufa, do we follow the way it is Lamaila? It's, it's seemingly, the way it is Lamaila, without having a reflection down here, doesn't seem to go hand in hand with what the Tkufa is all about. So the Rebbe goes on to explain, and the Rebbe says it's not true. The Rebbe explains that's not that the Tkufa specifically is something which is related specifically to the way it is Lamaila. In order to understand this, the Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe gives an introduction over here that there's a machloikis in the Gemara between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shua, a very famous machloikis, when the world was created. Rabbi Lezer says the world was created in Tishrei. In other words, Adam was, uh, the world was created Elo, and Adam Marishan was created Aleph um, Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, the way we celebrate. And the Gemara says that Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, that Adam Marishan was, uh, the world was created Chafei Adar, and Adam was created Aleph Nisan. The halach is, generally speaking, the halach is, b'nissin nivra'ilam. That's how we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. I'm sorry, but Tishrei. We celebrate Rosh Hashanah on Tishrei. Aleph Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah. Not, not Aleph Nisan. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the halach is that when it comes to Tkufois, we follow the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. We say that for Tkufois, we don't start the calculation of Tkufois from the first Tishrei that the world was created. Instead, we go all the way back, we go all the way back to to Benissin, we go back to, to Nissan. What does that mean? In other words, that for the Tkufois, we go back to extra seasons. We start calculating Tkufois from Nissan. In Halacha, there's an expression that we say, it's called a Shnas Toyu. 
It's a year of Toyu, which means it's a, it's a year that the world wasn't actually created. Why was the world not actually created? Because we follow Rabbi Lezer's opinion that the world was created in Tishrei. So the whole time, if we, if we calculate backwards from Tishrei to, to Nisan, that whole six months going backwards never existed. It wasn't an existence that was real. Toyu, it didn't exist. In, in our world of Kiku, in our world, it didn't exist. On some level, in Toyu, it existed. Chassidus explains, explains that what's the difference between these two opinions of Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shua? The difference is Rabbi Lezer follows the opinion. Rabbi Lezer says that Rabbi Shua says that was nisim. Rabbi Shua follows Machshava. So in essence, Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Lezer are not arguing. Rather, Rabbi Shua is speaking about Machshava and Rabbi Lezer is speaking about Bemaisa. So it comes out, according to this, if the Allah is now, when it comes to Tkufais, we calculate the Tkufais going back to Nisan. In essence, what we're saying is that when it comes to Tkufais, we're not calculating the way it is Bemaisa down here. The whole gather of Tkufais is being calculated as something which is Bemachshava, which means some Lomailo, Elamatoyim. So, in other words, the whole Tkufais is not being calculated based on what we see down here. Rather, it's being calculated based on the way it is Lomailo. So, the same thing is true with all the Halachais that are related to the Tkufais. We calculate them based on the way they are Lomailo, not the way they are Lomata. Why? Because their main, uh, their main, the, the main uh, emphasis of the Tkufais are, even though we think that it's based on what we see over here, but really the Tkufais represent the Machshava. The Allah Machshava, the fact that Hashem thought, wanted to create the world, the Machshava, going back to Nisan. So this explains why when it comes to Tkufais, we follow the Allah, we follow uh, the Tkufa of Shmuel. Again, the Tkufa of Shmuel highlights the way it is Lamaila, even the Lamata doesn't always reflect. Why? Because when it comes to Tkufais, the main emphasis is the way that Lamaila, the Machshava, Ilamatoyu, the Rabbi Shua's opinion of Benissin Nivrahayla. So, this all is an explanation. This all is an explanation on the calculation of the years and the basics of the Tkufais. When we count the years, the Ramam tells us that in order to count the years, you have 19 year cycles, you have seven years of, of Shana Muberes, and the Ramam tells us that for this, we follow the opinion of Shmuel. Because this is the main thing of the Tkufois, the extra hour and the tough pay hey, 485 chalakim. So when it comes to the Tkufois, that's the math that we use. Okay? When it comes to the years and the Tkufois, that's the math that we use. The problem is that, like we said earlier, this is not the ultimate. This is not the end, the end game. Why? Because there's a din that according to Tkufa Shmuel is not, is, not, is, not, is, not, is not covered. And that din is carbon Pesach. In general, the Yontif of Pesach. The Antif of Pesach also has to be during once Tkufas Nisan started already. According to Tkufas Shmuel, there are years where year number 16 of the cycle is going to be after the Tkufa of Nisan. I'm sorry, is going to be before the Tkufa of Nisan started, which means that Pesach is going to be during the winter season still, during the winter Tkufa. And the Halacha says that Pesach has to be during the, during the Nisan, during the springtime Tkufa. What's the answer? The answer is, okay, for that we follow the opinion of Ravada. The question is why? The question is, why, when it comes to Karban Pesach, over here, do we follow the way it is Lamata? If, when it comes to Tkufois, we say we follow the way it is Lamayla, so why, when it comes to, why, when it comes to Karban Pesach, or generally, the Antif of Pesach, why do we say the same thing? Why, over there, do we need to follow the opinion of Ravada? Why do we have to follow the way it is Lamata? Why do we have to have it only in such a way that's visible Lamata? Why can't we follow the opinion of Shmuel? So the answer is, the answer is that when, when do we say that there could be an Indian 
that Lamaila is one way, Lamata is a different way. In other words, that the Lamata doesn't reflect the way it is Lamaila. When it comes to something which is only related to Velt, when it comes to something which is a Oilam Dikimitsias, so we could say that Mitzah the Oilam Dikimitsias, the Oilam itself is not a Kaili for the way it is Lamaila. So that's true when it comes to Tkufos, which by, which by its very nature is a Oilam Dikim thing. So we could say that there's a Tkufos the way it is Bimachshava, there's Tkufos the way it is Lamata, and Tkufos the way it is Lamata wasn't Nimshach down here. The problem is when it comes to carbon Pesach, carbon Pesach is a mitzvah. carbon Pesach, or the Yontif of Pesach, I keep on saying carbon Pesach. The Yontif of Pesach, the fact that Pesach has to be during the springtime, this is a Torah Dikah thing. And because it's a Torah Dikah thing, it's something which the Torah itself says, the Torah itself says that this is the way to do the mitzvah. So because the whole mitzvah of Pesach is a Torah Dikah thing, it has to be in such a way that the Tkufa itself is revealed down here in order for the Torah Dikah mitzvah down here to exist. So otherwise, the Torah doesn't exist. So therefore, when it comes to when it comes to carbon Pesach, the halacha is when it comes to the yantaf of Pesach, the halacha is. So over here, we follow the opinion of Ravada. According to the opinion of Shmuel, does taka no way for it to work? Why? Because the opinion of Shmuel, we only use the halacha only oilam things. We don't use it when it comes to mitzvahs, Torah dikkah things. Over there, the, over there, the kufa has to be down here. And because the kufa has to be down here, it has to follow only the opinion of Ravada not the opinion of Shmuel. Now, according to this, we understand, according to this, we understand why when the Rambam tells us that he's relying on the opinion of Shmuel when it comes to making his calculations, in other words, in order for the month of Nisan to fall out during the springtime, not Pesach, when he speaks about the month, the month of Nisan needs to be during the springtime. Over there he says, that is according to the Tukufa of Shmuel. Why? Because over there, we're talking about the month. The month is, is, not, is not a Torah thing. The month, that is which month we're speaking about, okay, that's a Velt thing. That's fine. When it comes to Shana, which is a Velt, which is a Velt thing. Ashenki, when it comes to the mitzvah of carbon Pesach, which is not a Velt, of, of Pesach, which is a Torah Mitzvah, over there we need that the, 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 the Lamailo should be reflected Lamata, that the Mitzvah, the Torah Dikim Mitzvah, that the Torah is talking about, should be something which matches up Lamailo, the way it is Lamata also. Does the Lamailo and the Lamata have to match up? And therefore, when it comes to when it comes to Pesach, over there we say that the only way to address it and to explain it is based on the opinion of Ravada, based on the Tkufa Ravada, which is exact without any extra times.